Hello, welcome to episode 75 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege, what we like about Siege. Are we still talking about Siege? We're still talking about Siege. Oh, I... Sorry, this whole week I've been... The only thing I've been talking about is coronavirus. This will be the last episode pending the apocalypse. So uh, it was nice knowing everybody. Right. And uh, whether you go by disease or looters or zombies it you know i just wish you the best uh keep your revolver loaded so you can take the easy way out if you need to yeah which which gun would you choose from siege if you wanted a gun from siege for the apocalypse yeah and gadget oh okay here we go we're not let's let's just say we're gonna deal with not an apocalypse but just like looters and just let's say the whole world goes crazy yeah but so, no zombies. No zombies, but just like uh, I guess an apocalypse. But it's like post-apocalypse survival. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to say an LMG because has a lot of ammo, but then that's mm-hmm. like not very portable. No, not at all. That would be terrible. So not that. And remember, you have CG ammo, so you you're never gonna run out of ammo. <laughs> oh, wait. Well, that's just because you never shoot in siege. No, because I shoot a we no. I shoot a ton but, in but siege. Like it's not that you have a lot of ammo in siege. It's you just got a, that, no, you got a ton. I mean, I guess. You have like 210 but for, reserve to last, bullets. to last the whole apocalypse? I know. But the point is, in the game of Siege, you don't run out of... So, in this apocalypse, you don't run out of bullets. So, let's not worry about bullets. Okay. Magazine um, capacity is a thing, but... I would probably go with... I can't think of one that's... What's like a really good steady one? That's what I want. I think I would probably go with the MP5. Nah... That's not gonna. It's not gonna have enough stopping power. But it's one. It's a head. It's a headshot laser machine. Yeah, but are you gonna land headshots? I mean, I've been practicing as a rook for in dock for a long time. Ooh, maybe I want Blackbeard. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good. But that thing is impossible to control. Yeah, that's true. You put the um, shield on that bad boy. Um, I ooh, Montaigne. I, ooh, no. <laughs> I might take uh jackals. C70, uh, C70, or the or the PDW. PDW actually feels really nice. That's true, and it has oh, a good magazine capacity. Although, what does it shoot? It shoots five or six, or is it nine? Nine, nine, nineteen, nine, nineteen. Mm. Whereas the C70 is five, five, six, which is pretty easy to come by in, in theory in the apocalypse in the US. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, I'm taking the C70, and as far as a gadget, ooh. The Inox would be nice, actually. A footstep tracker. You can oh, see if has yeah. anyone been in here. I might just be Jackal. 120 seconds. I'll just be Jackal. Or would you want to be Pulse? No. Heartbeat sensor. No. Valkyrie? No. Echo? Because then I throw my camera up on a streetlight and I can't ever get it back. <laughs> <laughs> what about Echo? Uh, no, because I'm going to get mugged while I'm looking while at my on phone. Your cameras. So definitely yeah. not my shows my out of the equation. Oh, but the Alda? You can find the Alda. I know, but it's too heavy. That's a good point. We already talked about that. Okay, hold on. Oh, or Lion's AR or whatever. Oh, Lion's has. gadget might be nice. He doesn't have an AR. He has like an S. Think about that. How? Oh, people would be pissed off if you just kept spamming Lion's gadget or Dokubi's gadget. Load up. Okay. Dokubi's gadget would be useless. Nobody has a phone. Oh yeah, the V three hundred eight. I might take the V three hundred eight. That's okay. pretty good. But would you realize how annoying his gadget would be? You just use it, and just everyone in the world just can't even stand still again. <laughs> Stupid thing. <laughs> everyone in the world. Uh, yeah. Or I, Twitch. Twitch's shock drones. Yeah, the shock drones would be fun. Just to piss people off. Because they, they only do one point of damage now. Yeah. But, I mean, 
pissing people off would be fun. I I think I would want um. Yeah, the Inox would be really nice. The Blitz Flash Shield. Flash Shield would be good. I I definitely wouldn't want Ash. I think most of Ooh, like the maybe I just want to be Doc. Well, I thought about Doc, but I mean, like the amount of times that you actually get to steam yourself back up. Someone's shooting at you. You're not gonna be able to steam yourself back up. Yeah, sure they? you will. You have like two seconds of invulnerability of invincibility before. Well, I'm shooting from cover. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel like people know you're a doc. They're rushing after you as soon as you go down. They don't know I'm a doc. I mean, are you gonna wear his helmet? <laughs> Tachanka? Can we just be Tachanka? Sure. Be the Lord. I I think I would um, I would want the MP5 to be honest with you. It wouldn't um, be bad. The only thing is just like. I mean, the vector is really good too. It's it's the, oh, the round about, is so small. What about Jackal's goo mines? Uh, Jackal's goo mines. Sorry, I meant Legion's <laughs> goo mines. Just protect your nice, Alice Gersmont. Just like protect yourself in your house. Yeah, it just depends if I'm going to be planning to be on the move or to be. Yeah, I, guess I think point. I don't think you want to try to hold think, into your I house. Think, I I do think the Inox might be the best because yeah. you want to be able to loot and be safe while you're looting. Yeah, I think so too. And especially if nobody else is going to be an operator, you don't have to worry about mute jammers. Right or Sophia. You could have concussions and nah. breaching. Yeah, I think uh, bring a blowtorch, Maverick style. Or you could be a Maru and just get out of places quickly. Yana. Oh, Yana. That would be pretty good. Actually, Yana would be you sick. Might, you might still get shot while you're doing well, it. Well, yeah, but... while you're controlling it. But... but And we'll be together. Right. So we'll just use the Yana. You be Yana, I'll be back. Jackal. Yeah, we're set. Okay. You can have your stupid MP5. I'm bringing a C70. Or lions, whatever that one was again. I think I would actually maybe take the PDW though, because that thing, that thing feels good. Anyway, um, that's not happening. We're not actually going to be an operator, and we're not actually going to have those gadgets, and we're probably not actually going to die of of COVID. So, yeah. So, uh, hot tip: just calm down, everybody. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Okay. So today, uh, we've got a couple of of topics we wanted to bring up. Um, and then we're just going to dive into listener questions and just kind of have this be a community focused episode because we just haven't had a chance to like really do a lot of listener questions lately. So it's going to be a lot of listener questions. So I hope you guys like that because that's what we're going to be spending time on. Um, but first of all, what's it called? Uh, operation void edge. Yeah. I was going to say velvet shell for a second. (laughs) That is not right. (laughs) It's only like two years ago. Uh, but yeah, that actually came out last week. Yes, it did. And, on, uh, on Monday. So a week from probably do when you're listening to this. Yeah. We played it and it's the same as it was in the test server. It's the exact same as it was. Still like it. I like Yana. I think she's a really good op. Oryx, nobody is playing. Yeah. I, we're not seeing a lot of Oryx, especially when you get into ranked play. Oryx is just not someone that's being played. I think if you are going to play Oryx, it needs a team that's, you're you're in a five second that is your plan to play oryx like right or it's not he's not like a, i guess i can play oryx it's like a this is how we play this site and oryx is part of how we defend it sure uh yeah it's because yeah you get people reinforcing things that you didn't want reinforced or or all that um anyway like his how valuable do you think his abilities actually are are we are we talking about in the game or in the the post apocalyptic survival thing? Either or. Okay. <laughs> in the game. <laughs> um how how viable are his ability? I don't like Or just valuable. Uh, but like I, I so I guess the thing is like he doesn't have a gadget and it's like 
it's pretty unique. There's a few other operators that are kind of that way, like Kavera mm-hmm. doesn't really have a gadget. But like, I just feel like you're basically just a roamer, and you, the abilities that you have, while like kind of cool, are not like super valuable and like aren't necessarily and going usually, to make a difference. They usually put you in danger. Is the problem using right. them puts you in danger, and so it's like. I would rather have my gun up and walk up the stairs than not have my gun up and jump up the trap door. You know what right. I mean? Like, unless you the, have a lot of intel already about right. like where they are and everything, and like then maybe it could be useful. Or it might be like, you know, you, you, like every once in a while, somebody's going to get something crazy where like they they plant the diffuser and then they like kind of hop off site a little bit to defend it. And there's like a hatch right next to it and you can just hop up and like diffuse and they never would have expected you to come that way. Right. Like, you're going to see clips like that on the Reddit and stuff, but, like, that's going to be so rare for stuff like that to actually happen. Yeah. And it's just, like, if you wanted to just be a roamer, I would have preferred you were Jaeger and left some ADSs on site and then went out and roamed. Yeah. Like, um, I wonder if you can make that a viable attack strategy. Like, make some room, just, like, reinforce it off, but, like, open up the trap door from below and, like, make it look like, oh, they're just not defending this room. It's castled off and everything. Like, I'll just plant here. And then just have orcs jump up and defuse real quick. <laughs> like, could you make that a viable defense strategy? Like, no, we want them to plant, but like, this is where we yeah, want them to plant. Trigger them to plant in there. Um, I don't think so, but maybe it would be interesting to think about to try to try to make happen. Um, here's the problem with him. Imagine you're thermite, okay, mm-hmm. and you're putting an exothermic charge on a wall, and you hear this, cool, yeah, and then you pull out your gun. Like way after, yeah. Of course, you're gonna turn around and shoot him. Like, right? You can. You even have time to cancel putting down the charge, turn around and shoot him before he has his gun up because right. he's calling up. So I think the thing that makes him strong and the fact that he can, like, he has these unique ways to get around. I've said this before, is that they slow down the part where he actually does his ability and it's not fast enough. Like mm-hmm. they're they want it to be good, but they're afraid of it being way too good, and so they make right. it so slow where it's not good. The same with Amaru. Mm-hmm. Same exact idea. It's like it is really good but it also really sucks. But yeah, it's not good when you intentionally make it not good. And it's like, okay, cool. So now if I want to actually use it, instead of coming up in the hatch in the room that Thermite's in, I have to come up in the hatch that's three rooms away. And then if that's the case, why don't I just walk up the stairs with anybody else? (laughs) Right. I don't know. So I think it could be good, but I think in order to do so, they would need to really tone down the the time or or you just have to be super smart with it where it's like wait till he's detonating the thermic the exothermic charge and he like he can't hear you over the sound and then hop up and and do your thing or whatever but like it's it's i think it's just gonna be not uh reliable that you'll get anything out of it agreed um so anyway that's our thoughts on orcs i think we've been over yana enough she's really good um Mm -hmm. i think she'll be a little bit less good as people learn how to handle her uh, yeah, I would be, I mean, we've already seen instances where we're watching her on a black eye and saying, okay, wait, hold on. She's got about to use her thing. And then she uses it. And says, okay, go, go get her. Right. And uh, she's yeah, super satisfying so headshotting funny. a Yana when yeah. she gets in. That one Yana that we were in the basement of Oregon. Surprise. <laughs> basement of Oregon. <laughs> I think we were down to, it was at the last one. No, there was two. There were two left, but one was Yana. One was Ash and she was like way off site. And so like this Yana was like in the laundry room. And, like, we knew she was there, and we had somebody up the stairs, and we had somebody, like, I was inside the basement just, like, waiting for the angle on the laundry room. And we're all just like, okay, wait for her, like, to to get on her thing or whatever. And so she gets on, and I just, like, walk around the corner and, like, make eye contact with her, her like, hollow as I, like, headshot her. <laughs> it's just like, you're so dumb, Yana. Um, 
But yeah. Anyway, okay. So should we get into our little topics here? Yeah, let's go ahead and get into our topics of the day. Should we should we start off by mentioning who sponsors this podcast? Yeah, we should do that because there is. Okay, the thing you're thinking about right now in the world is coronavirus. You're afraid of getting it. You don't know if you can go out or not. People are locking down the stores and the restaurants. What are you going to do? You're going to game. You're going to play games. You're going to play Siege. That's true. In order to play Siege without falling asleep, you need Mamba. Mamba Energy. So Mamba Energy sponsors the Rainbow Six Unrenowned Podcast, the official best podcast of Rainbow Six. Decided by us. Uh, so if you go to Mamba Energy dot com slash R six pod, you can get a free sample of Mamba Energy when you start up a subscription. All you pay is shipping, six ninety nine, and then you can get a free sample of one of their two flavors, jungleberry or blue buzz. Both are delicious. If you like more of like a sour or blueberry flavor, then blue buzz is your go. If you're more of like a fruit punch type of flavor, then jungleberry. But they're both great and uh they give you some energy. Like you can feel you feel the kick when you take it like within i'd say 10 minutes you can like feel you know like you've had some caffeine and some focused stuff and then you go play your siege or you just do your work or do your studying or whatever you got to do just to like what when you need that focus yeah that energy this stuff relieves it's it's catered to siege players they don't put it on the bottle because they want to sell it to everybody <laughs> but it's catered to siege it relieves stress stress it relieves see i'm stressed out. i need some right now it relieves stress and it helps you play Siege better. So mambaenergy.com slash r6pod. Go get it. It's yummy. Okay. So you're, you had this thing about this Reddit post. Tell me about it. Yeah. So there's this Reddit post and it's really not about the post. It's about what no. the post represents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the Rainbow Six subreddit just has passed 1 million members and that's just a, that's just a fun milestone to think Yay. about. We have officially hit 1 million members. The current members right now is, well, still 1.0 million. 1, 1 million, 11,000 members. So I was I was there when there were 3,000 members. Mm-hmm. Just saying. That's when we were there. Yeah. There were 3,000, and now it has... We've been there for a while. Expanded in size significantly. So that's just exciting. It's cool. Yeah, it's a cool milestone. It's It's bigger than, like, most other game subs. Yeah. I it, know of very few. I think Destiny might be bigger. Um, I think the Minecraft one is bigger. But. Yeah, like the only ones that are really bigger are like really old games that have been around for a really long time. Yeah, League, the League of Legends one is huge too. Yeah. But obviously like those are, but like the Halo one is smaller than than the Rainbow Six. Yeah, like Six. even like comparable size games to Siege, like our our community, at least on Reddit, seems to be way more active. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. So there's that. Also, apologies if you guys hear any children in the background we decided to record a little earlier than normal normally we wait till my kids are asleep but today they're awake and so you might be hearing some little voices um not that it means anything but we have twice as many people on our subreddit than the Fortnite subreddit i mean i know so most of those go. people are little children so that doesn't mean anything because they're not going to be on subs reddit on the subs reddit. yeah but anyway still it's exciting it's cool it's good there's a lot of people there and um not very many good posts but <laughs> it's cool it's cool it's still cool. All right. Um, next topic. So with this new Void Edge patch, have you heard of the Void Edge patch? Yeah. So this actually came out on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, released two operators. Yeah. They're, yeah. There are two new operators. There's one's called Yana. Mm-hmm. The other one's Oryx. Yeah. That's right. Also known as Onyx. Uh, he uses Harden and uh, Bide. Nice. Yeah. Um, so 
with this patch there is um, would you ever waste a turn using harden do you did you ever do that no it's it, so stupid yeah it's, if, it, it's, if it's the double ones like uh, what do they call it? there's one like like dance something or like fury something like it's like plus two to your attack or plus two to your speed or whatever mm-hmm. like that can be worth it but like the plus ones it's like come on yeah why don't i just attack him instead yeah stupid unless you're planning for that pokemon to take you through the whole battle or something yeah i guess so i think it's dumb anyway the explosive system was updated um and rogue nine made a really interesting video about it it's 20 minutes long as all rogue nine videos are so <laughs> lots of information and really good though yeah very in-depth but yeah it's very good and so basically what what they've done here is they've changed the explosive to now use a shrapnel system so when they explode like little pieces of shrapnel will go out and like hit the objects and hit the players and hit the walls and all that stuff and that's what determines the damage as opposed to just kind of like a blanket uh like of the blanket of damage that goes through. And so unfortunately it comes with a lot of problems and doesn't fulfill any of like the reasons that they said they did it. So like I didn't get the exact quote of why they did it, but basically they said like to reduce confusion about like why you died from an explosion and like make it more consistent and more realistic, I think was kind of the main point. Yeah. It doesn't do any of those. Um, no. So you're like, here's some, like you should go watch this video if you're interested, but here are some examples of like things that it does completely wrong. So for one, like when when the explosive goes off and there's like a destructible wall next to it it's supposed to like make little holes in it if it's close enough right um whereas before it would either be like out of range to damage the wall or within range and just makes a big hole in the wall well now it can make like smaller shrapnel holes in the wall depending on the range um but it only will do that if there's a player standing close enough to the wall so if nobody's standing near the wall when the explosive goes off, it just ignores the shrapnel holes. But if somebody's standing close enough, then it will actually like render them and do the the calculations and make the shrapnel holes, right? Which obviously is stupid and not realistic if that's what they were going for. But secondly, it's like this could actually cause gameplay problems where like people can almost use explosives to like ping for players, right? Yeah. Like which seems strange and not good. But it, it's very obvious, like, there's, like, a five-point... It looks like it's, like, hitting, like, the elbow, elbow, knee, knee in, like, the crotch area. Like, that's what it looks like it's doing. <laughs> and, like, it's like, oh, there's a person... And it's very obvious of what it looks like. It's like, oh, there's a person standing there. And it goes perfectly where they are. And so you can just throw a grenade at, like, a soft wall. And if you see that pop up anywhere on the soft wall, you just shoot at that one spot that has these, like, outlines of someone's body. Right. And not that you, like very likely would be using your explosives that way but if you threw an explosive and you saw that there were no holes then you could deduce that nobody's standing there versus if you see the holes and you're like oh somebody must be like right behind that wall which uh yeah. is dumb um just some other like little random things so uh well so this is actually a good thing it used to be that when an explosion went off, if the explosive was too far to make a hole in the wall, then no damage would go through the wall. Mm -hmm. But if it was just like just that one little inch close enough to make the hole, then all the damage would go through the wall um, because it made the hole, which was like very strange. Right. Cause it's like, I felt like I threw that close enough to kill that person. And like you would have, if you would have thrown it like one inch farther, then it would have been close enough to, to blow the wall and do all the damage. Right. Um, so now damage will go through like it, it'll make these little shrapnel holes if it's too far to actually destroy the whole wall, make these little shrapnel holes that will go through and that will let damage go through at a reduced rate. So just like we have damage multipliers for 
um, bullets going through walls. Now explosives will have the same thing. So that's good. But there are just a lot of weird things with it where, like, for example, if you put, like, big shotgun holes in a soft wall and there's an explosive on one side of it and you're on the other side and it goes off, the wall will protect you from a lot of the damage, even Mm -hmm. though there's, like, big shotgun holes. But if you put a tiny maverick hole through that same wall, now... If it's reinforced. If it's reinforced. And it might be the same if it's soft. I, I don't know. But, like, they showed... They wrote and showed it with a reinforcement. Now, like all the damage of the explosive will go through that tiny Maverick hole as opposed to not going through this mirror window sized hole before. So it's yeah. like, it's, it's like super inconsistent and like it does nothing to fix the problems of consistency, realism, and like um, players understanding what happened with an explosive. So, and to be honest with you, I never had a problem with the explosives on not how they were like, not at all. I never had any complaints about explosives being inconsistent. And I also don't think this will, like, the current problems with it, I don't think will make me feel like they're... The only thing I think I will notice is, like, the Maverick hole one of, like, well, now it goes through the whole Maverick hole, but it doesn't go through the shotgun. Like, the wall will protect me in a way. Yeah. Um, But even then, I would just be like, oh, yeah, the explosive killed me. Like, they threw a C4 and I died. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't... I just, like, I died by an explosive and I just understand I died by an explosive. Right. I don't really care how it went through the wall. Also, weird thing, none of this explosive damage will go through like couches uh-uh. and stuff. So like if it's a if it's a penetrable surface penetrable? If yeah. it's a penetrable surface that's not destructible, like a couch, then bullets will go through and do damage, but the explosives will do zero damage. Yep. So if you remember like the old daycare on theme park, everything in that room you could shoot through and it was there was no cover at all that was actually safe. I never that realized room. that. Everything, you could shoot through everything. And it's like you try to hide behind anything in there and they could shoot through it and kill wow. you. It's awful. Um, but explosives wouldn't go through it. Yeah. So, and it still won't. Yeah. Which you would think that would be part of what they were trying to solve, but no. no. Um, so lesson learned. Yeah. Post-apocalypse. Don't fix anything. If there's a grenade, go behind a couch and you're going to be fine. Right. Even just a couch. Throw a, throw a blanket over it. Yeah. And that'll do everything pretty you're much. Good. Yeah. Non-destructible. Well, I guess even... So I guess at that point, if you're wearing clothes, you're going to be fine. <laughs> right. Just don't be naked in the apocalypse and you'll be fine. That's the, that's the lesson here. Okay. Um, are we ready to dive into a long list of listener questions? Yeah, I think we are. We've got lots of questions from the community, which can be asked on the Unrenowned Discord. Yes. And if you want to find that, Ryan, you just Google it. Just Google it. I'm on Discord. I don't know on Discord. You'll find it. And then there's a Twitter. You know you'll probably find too is the Twitter account, oh. which is at r 600 renowned. Yeah. You can follow that. And then you can tweet that. And then you can ask questions to that. And we answer those questions sometimes. With slightly less regularity. Yes. But we do answer them. But we do get there. Um, there's another thing. If as you long get... as you're following stuff, just follow us. I'm, what am I? Oh. Rye guy. <laughs> you're Rye guy. You were going to say fiasco? I'm Rye. Yeah, I was. I'm Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-I, YouTube, Twitch, Mixer. Come follow me. I am me. just low with three O's on those same platforms. If we're both streaming, it's probably best to follow, to watch me because I'm usually better. Right. Um, but if you want to watch somebody who maintains their composure and doesn't rage, then come watch me. I actually don't rage very often. Uh, Rocket mm. League, sometimes I get a little upset with the developers because it's an awful <laughs> game. <laughs> when you try to leave Rocket League and you can't all F4, it is the worst game that's ever been Developed. No, no Alt F4 is a big fault. Anyway, that's true. Um, 
But yeah, I'm in our Discord. And then you can do this thing. If you have six questions in the podcast, then you get to be a podcast questionnaire, in which case you have your own channel in the underground discord where just the podcast questionnaires are and they can chat and have a good time yeah and then you can submit voice questions which we don't have any yet but that's a thing so ask the questions get the podcast questionnaire then submit voice questions you can hear your voice on the podcast maybe depending on (laughs) ryan's editing skills well i know i can do it (laughs) if i'm whether i can find an easy way to do it that i want to do every week ryan it's every Um, week yeah so that's all the things right that's all. Yeah. Okay. Become a podcast questionnaire today. Impreza Tom, who is a podcast questionnaire, asked, if you down an enemy and then the round ends because you defused or your teammate killed the only other enemy, etc., how do you feel about counting that down as a kill? You pulled that enemy player out of play until the end of the round, so might as well count as kill. I think we've actually talked about this before, like, long, long ago. And I think, yeah, you should get that kill. Why not? Yeah, you should get the kill. I actually think this is one of the ones that's in the um, podcast FAQs. Let me find is out. Is it really? It is. Yeah, should kills be awarded to the player that injures the enemy or oh. the one that finishes the Well, but this is a little bit different. Oh, 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 no, yeah, you're saying, you're saying um, someone's down at the end of the round and you just, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. I'm understanding now. No, that's not in this, but um, yes, that should be a thing. Yeah, I think so. A, like, Why not? It, and only if it's the last player, I would say. So, like, if, hmm, yeah, I, I think I would say, like, so let's say that that you down one, there's another enemy player still alive, and then you get, you destroy the diffuser or defu- mm-hmm. disable the diffuser or whatever, yeah. and that ends the round. I would say that shouldn't count as a kill because there's still, like, the possibility that person could have been revived since the other player was up right. or whatever. But if it's, like, a biohazard where you down them and then secure or, like, uh, I guess you, that. Well, yeah, because they could crawl off and be be downed, and you would secure. Yeah. yeah. Or like if it's uh, like yeah, worse. He like he's he's the second to last player that you down, and then somebody kills the other player, and like I think, well, then you do get that kill, right? If if you have somebody down and somebody kills the last yeah, yeah, player, yeah, yeah, they both die. Then they both die. It's only in the cases of like the objective is winning the game, right? In which case, so survive. like the thing is, I think like if you start putting all these uh, crazy rules on it, like I'm talking about, then it becomes like difficult to implement and probably Which is not exactly worth the time. what they will do. Like they did with reverse. <laughs> <Yeah. fire. laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I think ideally, yes, but I wouldn't like, I wouldn't be like clamoring for that to happen. Yeah. So that's where I stand on it. I agree with you, Ryan. Our next question of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Finish the sentence. Work on it. He's trying to find it. He doesn't know where it is. There we are. Is from Jukas. He says, What is y'all's favorite non white food? I know y'all are from Utah and seem about as white as me. We are very white. This yeah. is true. Um So if we're just going types of food, I really like Mexican Mexican food. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Mexican food's really good. Italian though. But I guess that's pretty white. I mean you're yeah, because you're talking about like Olive Garden, which is not Italian. I mean is like pastas. pastas i mean pasta italian. is italian but macaroni grill is italian i guess but i would guess that if you went to italy that tastes nothing like i mean probably not. eating macaroni grill well actually no fun fact olive garden actually does take like their employees not their employees exactly but like the managers and stuff they mm-hmm. take them to italy and show them how like pasta is made and stuff there you go 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously, really. Obviously, it's the exact same <laughs> yeah. thing in that case. Um, but no, I Mexican. I like Indian food. Um, I do not. Actually. Specific Mexican dish? What's the most American Mexican dish? I mean, just tacos, like street tacos. Yeah, street tacos are actually really, really good. Delicious. Um, pupusas. Yeah. Are pretty dang good. Those aren't Mexican, but. Uh, I guess those are what? Guatemalan those or are like South American. Yeah. Right? Uh, I always get, I always get all the like the pupusas and the arepas and like all that stuff. I get confused, confused like where it's actually from. from. Like arepas, I know they make in Venezuela, and I don't know where else. But, but what about tamales? You like tamales? No, I'm Me not either. a big fan of tamales. I They're like too dry. Actually. I just <laughs> sorry about that mic sound. I'm trying to look up where pupusas are from. Um, well, I know they make them in El, El Salvador. Salvador. Oh, El Salvador. There, there you go. go. Um. So anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think we answered I think, that question. Yeah, I agree with like Mexican food. Okay. Um, Mega Meta Mech Fuse McDaddy also Fuse Me Daddy is also a podcast questionnaire. By yes. Way. Mega Meta Mech Does it annoy anybody else that Jackal and Echo always get banned? I play low gold and mid plat when my buddy's on for reference. I understand they are both good, but if you're playing on consulate or clubhouse, banning Bandit Thatcher or even Mav has so much more impact. They bring a lot to the table. But both are easily stoppable. I've never had an issue with Jackal ever. He's strong, sure, annoying, sure. Just hold angles and be careful. Call for backup. I hate the idea of comfort bands. I was wondering if you guys felt similar. So I think the biggest answer here is that like Jackal and Echo will never be bad bands. Yeah. Right? And like, especially if you're only queuing like by yourself or with one friend, it's just like there's not enough strategy like cohesive strategy happening there to like like to reliably get other bands i feel like right so it's just like as a as a solo queue player i'm just going well i'm just gonna vote to ban echo because echo's always annoying i don't want to deal with them um and like unless you're actually gonna like get everybody to talk and agree and like talk about a strategy in that like 40 seconds before the round starts you know, like, I think that's why it happens. Maybe this will partly change, too, when we get to have map bans and we decide what maps are being banned because, like, at that point, we're like, okay, it looks like it's going to be coastline. And then, like, you're all, at that point, you're already playing the game. Mm-hmm. And so you can already start talking about, okay, it's going to be coastline. Who are we going to start banning? Yeah. And then there, I think there's a less chance that it happens. But it, like you were saying, it's so often that it's just like, well, I guess it's Jackal. Like, it's just always a default ban because it's not a bad one. Right. And Or Mira will happen a lot, too. Legion is another one that will yeah. happen a ton. At least for me, too. Like, you'd have to make a very good case for banning somebody else besides Jackal because every time Jackal's not banned, he gets picked. And he is so annoying. Like, Yeah, he's still annoying. He just completely they throws off my game. whatever they want, but he's annoying. Yeah, and it's just like, and like, whether or not it actually comes into play, just knowing that I'm being spotted every three seconds or whatever it is, it's just like, it's is just terrible and it's just yeah. like i i can deal with anything else like i i can handle thermite i can handle like whatever else they throw at me i don't want to be jackals racked yeah i agree uh glow sticker asks what do you guys think about kicking chris out <laughs> yes i agree um but he's jk why doesn't kaid have an acog on his og um I think just because that would be, I think they're trying, they're doing it for balancing reasons. I mean, he has it on the TCSG 12 or whatever it's called. And that's a powerful gun. But I think on the on his AUG, his AUG is now powerful after they've buffed mm-hmm. it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I think if that had the ACOG on it, it would be very powerful. 
it would yeah. be another. But I don't know how that's different from a dock or a rook. Is it because his utility is good? And Wait, so his, his aug is different from like IQs, right? It's right. Like totally yeah, it's not thing. the same as I, okay. IQs or one mice. Yeah. Like the aug 33 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, oh, I yeah, think his, I guess, I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't. I I think it's just for balancing. Well, sure, of course that's why. I mean, but like, yeah, I don't think I don't think it would like make him overpowered if he had one. Um, I'm actually all for operators being powerful. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fine that an operator is like, no, he's just a good op. Like, because yeah. there's right now it's like there's Jaeger that is picked all the time and his guns just super super good. Um, and an offense used to be Ash with R4C and still is really really good. Just doesn't have an ACOG anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with like all because like. Okay, let's say Jaeger's really good. If you just make everyone at Jaeger's level, then everyone gets picked more, and Jaeger's all of a sudden not as good. Instead of like nerfing Jaeger, buff everybody else. Well, that's pretty let's hard go to the do. Opposite way. Let's just start. <laughs> someone's too strong. Okay, well let's buff everybody then. Yeah, I don't think that's you gonna just work. Just keep going up. You don't, I don't nerf. Think that's you, buff. Work. you only buff. What if a, a game should do that? That should be someone's game. Because then eventually everybody's a one shot kill. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you just up everybody's armor. <laughs> Chris's hot takes on game balancing. Our team can do it. My guy Evanski asked, what in your opinions are the biggest differences between playing console versus PC? Who plays better? What kind of strategies is one more likely to incorporate into their gameplay? My friends and I debated this at work. So I will say I haven't played enough on console to make any definitive judgments on like high level stuff like strategies and everything. Yeah. I, I mean, I've played a, a fair amount on xbox and i will say like the play i saw there was not nearly as good as pc although i don't know if i even ever got into ranked but even then just I did like not but casual, casual play on console is my casual mmr was whatever it starts out as so yeah and like i just felt like i was winning like all the time yeah um so like i think the competition on pc is better um if only because it's easier to aim like that might be the only reason funny enough halo on pc is yeah. easier with a controller than with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Like significantly so. We learned this last night? The night before? The night before last night. We're like, we're playing and Chris is like, I feel like I just can't aim right. Like it's just not going well. He's like, I want to try controller. I'm like, dude, you're going to just get wrecked. <laughs> like, don't do that. He's like, no, I'm just going to try it. And then the next game, he like, he went from like negative KDs to like 26 and seven or something like that. Yeah. Like something ridiculous. <laughs> Insane stuff. And then like, I was like, okay, fine. I'll try it. And then like, I started to yeah. amazing. It's just like, and then it was like, okay, now we both have like 20 kills and three deaths in each game. Yeah. I was just like, well, they have way too much auto aim on yeah. this. And we're like, like it's they better than a mouse and it keyboard. It felt the same as on the console. And right. so like the mouse and keyboard, when it's competing against the auto aim of a regular console game, it can't. Yeah. Compete. If you were really good, probably yes. But like, but then I remembered actually seeing um, clips of what, what was the streamer? Uh, Dr. Lupo, maybe I'm trying to remember, but there was a streamer who was like getting really upset because they were getting beat by people using controllers mm-hmm. when he was using PC, like mouse and keyboard. And like, he's obviously like really good at it cause he plays all the time, you right. know? And like, he was just like really upset that he was getting wrecked by people with a controller. And like, I get it. Like, it's kind of frustrating, but also, it feels really good as a yeah, former, really like, good. long-time Halo player. It's like... Also, then just go right. get a controller. Use a controller, then. You have yeah. one. Yeah. Why don't you plug it in? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um. Anyway, thanks, but, Mike Ivansky. Uh, oh. Are there differences? We didn't really answer his question. No, we didn't answer well. your question at all. Um, sorry. Like, one... I mean, the biggest differences in just, like, the, the technicalities of the game... Like, first of all, driving a drone on console feels awful. Yeah, that is... 
horrible. It feels really bad. And then like shooting drones is like impossible. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a really weird balance there where like suddenly drones are like a lot better than they are on PC. Yeah. Just because you can't hit them as well, um, even though they're hard to drive. Uh, like again, like we, I don't, I didn't get far enough to make any like high level, um, observations. But like, I guess I did just feel like it was very easy to outplay these players. Yeah. Um, one thing that's like just different and kind of annoying is that like mics on console are always hot. Yeah. Well, first of all, fewer people use mics Mm -hmm. and then the ones who do the mic is always hot. There's no push to talk or anything like that. So you're just hearing so much background noise. And then like specifically on Xbox one, I don't know what it's like on PlayStation. They're like their system for balancing the mic versus the, the game audio is like not very good. And there's like, there's not a lot of variation between like the volume slider there. And so like, I feel like I could never get it quite where I wanted it. Or it's like some, like I I would love like a way just to like quickly turn it up or turn it down. Um, but (laughs) that's one difference. I like PC is just, it's like, it's so frustrating gaming on PC sometimes because like things just don't work and like there's a patch and some software conflicts or whatever. But uh, but it it comes with a lot of conveniences as well and comforts. Yeah. Oh, just remembered, by the way, we went to Oregon, um, the reworked map. Not the state. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't go there. Um. Anyway, there we were in Oregon, second floor, bomb site. Turns out you can plant pretty much anywhere up there. Yeah. Like wherever you want. Yeah. So it's, it's like the two bunk rooms. Mm-hmm. which I, I don't know what they're all called now or whatever. And then the whole hallway. Yep. And then also that room with like the couch and the, is there like a foosball table in there or something? Yeah. So like big window room. Yeah. All those rooms that are connected without like actual doorways and stuff, you can plan all those places without yep. a problem. The only spot you cannot plant is the doorway that connects the two bomb sites. If mm. you're in the doorway, you can actually drop the diffuser right there. Okay. So, but everywhere else you can plant, but that one little spot you can accidentally drop the diffuser instead of plant, which is stupid. Yeah. But yeah, okay, yeah, because we were wondering what they did there because it was always a little bit confusing. I think it remains confusing where there's yeah. two sites, but there's one Basically, room, whole one, like a whole yeah. separate room that is on site. But I don't know if it's part of A or B. Like it seems like it's its own room, but whatever. It's just it's plantable. Yeah. Anyway. That's that. Next question. Oh, I didn't say six eyes, did I? No, you didn't say six eyes. Oh, six eyes. Our next question comes from six eyes. And he asks, if you had to get rid of three operators from the game forever, who would they be? <laughs> Kavera, Jackal. Um, Vigil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because of the people that play him with the boss GA cog and they say, Oh, well, you just got boss GA cogged. Yeah, seriously. Okay. That isn't that kind of good though? <laughs> it's a good gun. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'll go with that, sure. Those guys annoy me and Vigil's boring. Agreed. Um next question comes from Fuse Me Daddy. What do you guys think of the ability to change loadout during prep phase so that you can change your loadout based on the info you get while joining? So we talked about this last week that they're basically planning on doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not loadout, but they're letting you change your operator. Right. It might be loadout. We don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um I always have thought you should be able to change your loadout because like it seems like that's kind of the whole thing, right? Like Yeah. Um 
So yeah, I, I totally think you should. And I don't think it makes that big of a difference. Like it's it's not gonna like make or break games, I don't think, but it will allow the attackers to go in a little bit more prepared for what they actually saw. Um so yeah, I'm for it. Um I, I there have there have been plenty of times where I've been like, Oh, I wish I had frags now or I'd be like, oh, I I could do smokes instead of frags. Uh-huh. So yeah. Yeah. Um Glowsticker asks, since Ella is much stronger now, do you think they should nerf Blackbeard? <laughs> the answer is always probably keep calm and nerf Blackbeard. Yep. Um, you know, COVID nineteen is kind of a big issue. Keep calm, nerf Blackbeard. Probably should nerf Blackbeard. We'll be okay. Steel Switch asked, can you guys uh, explain, describe this kill in detail? So there's a screenshot of, you know, the points when you get a kill plus 100 kill and then all the bonuses headshot plus 20 penetration plus 10 blind plus 10 mounted LMG plus 10 carrier denied plus 10 plant denied plus 10 barbed wire bonus plus 10 concussed plus 20. So they basically got like every possible bonus they could have got at once. So, yeah, it seems like someone got flashed uh, Tachanka is on his LMG. He got flashed and Zofia concussed mm-hmm. while he's shooting through a couch that someone is planting behind in barbed wire right and he got a headshot with it yes and that was definitely set up that was definitely that definitely did not happen in game but that is very a, unlikely somebody did like i don't even notice those bonuses so for somebody to actually like put together a list of like how many bonuses can we combine i actually would be really interested to see if somebody could beat this yeah so this is lot. this is eight bonuses worth one two three four five six uh 100 points just the bonuses so it's a 200-point kill. If you can beat that, I will give you a high five. There have been times where I've gotten, like, with it's always with Tashanka. You get, like, a 200-point kill, and you're like, did I get two kills, or did I just get one? Because sometimes it's, like, an injure and a confirmed kill together. Yeah. And it's like, did I get two kills, or did I just get one kill? Yeah. Well, you're, like, always confused. Um, good question. Good question. <laughs> I, I hope we were able to break that down enough for you. Um, our next question comes from tasty precipitation from volcano he says what do you think if friendly fire was more in depth i kind of want to stop there because it's already too far in depth but i will continue i was thinking about how i got reverse friendly fire activated for killing someone who had team killed and injured and such and i think it would be simple enough to regulate it somehow as far as the history of each player in that game and possibly recent ones as well and things like reporting for griefing so if you kill a bad teammate you aren't punished potentially along the same line these players could get temporarily banished to a queue with other griefers and team killers for the same time for the same time for punishment. Does that make any sense? And what are your thoughts? I think it's already very confusing on when friendly fire is activated and stuff. And I think there's been times I think it should be deactivated within squads. If you're in a squad, your reverse friendly fire should not be it should not be a thing. Yeah. Whatsoever. Um, because if you're with your friends and they're shooting you, don't play with your friends then. You know what I mean? Well, the problem is if you're the one guy against a four stack or with the four stack and the four stack is taking turns team killing you, which I've had that exact. No, no, no. Then it should, it should apply it to them. But, oh, but not when apply... they're shooting their squad mates, yeah. it shouldn't because there's been times where we're in a squad together and I accidentally shoot someone on my team mm-hmm. and it kills me and them. And it's like, right. But I wasn't doing it on purpose. And that right. I think would be a really good way to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, but I think trying to be like, oh, well, they shot this person first and then they shot him afterwards how does the game know that the first person shot them on purpose and it wasn't an accident even with reports it's i think that's making it too yeah i think i think it needs to be more simple than it is right now 
Yeah. Um, and just be rely more on like let the player decide who was team killed, whether or not it was intentional, you know, which they have that sort of now, which is cool. And then pretty soon we're going to have uh, match recording with the ability to submit reports that way. And then in theory that that actually gets people punished for doing it. That would be, I mean, gorgeous. I cannot wait. I, uh, Yeah. Just having the ability to go back and be like, look, you can see he's purposefully stepping in front of me every single second. And he's killing my gadgets like he's griefing me and they can yeah. be like, okay, yeah, we'll get him out of here. Pro tip before that happens, before like actual replays come in and we have reports or whatever. Don't abuse that and send reports for things that are silly or like for some like somebody accidentally team killed you. Don't go and report that and flood the system with bad reports because then it just makes everything slower and less useful. So don't do that. Only report it if it's something that actually needs to be adjusted or addressed or whatever. An easy target asks, do you think the new replay function will have an impact on hackers? Yes. We we actually... Just talked about that. Yes, 100% it will. 100,000% right now. And also, the other system that will have an impact on hackers, uh, getting feedback on the reports you submit. Which, is that now? I don't think so. They just said that's coming. They said it's coming. They haven't said yet that it's now. And I haven't seen anything yet. So I've reported some people that have said racist slurs in the chat. Just waiting to see that. Waiting to have it pop up on me. Guys, if if you don't play other games or do this, you don't even know the joy. Let me tell you, every time that we open Rocket League and it just like we get this notification, it's just it just makes me so happy to know that somebody got punished for being a D bag. Um Renat Josh says, Hey, so when you guys were talking about the music room and how there's a guitar hero looking guitarist talking about the house tree work, uh-huh. um in front of the T V D you guys think that's a reference to Ubisoft's game Rocksmith, maybe a little mm. Easter egg there. Yeah. It's possible, but I think it was a regular guitar, not a guitar hero guitar. But uh, maybe it was a rocksmith guitar. Which looks like a guitar hero guitar. <laughs> but, I mean, we'll see when the game comes out. We'll see. And if it is, then it's possible. Yeah, definitely a possibility there. Yeah. Um, Professor Jason 7 asks, so this might be Kate? What? What? But it's a follow-up to the next question? Late. This might be late. Oh, okay. This might be late, but it's a follow-up to the next question. If someone changes their username in Discord, how do you keep track of who asked the question and when to give them the question your role? Also, what about people who ask on Twitter and are not in the server? Do they get another reward? So the Twitter people, usually you can tell which, um, hey, it's Mythic is a good example. He used to tweet us on Twitter with at hey Mythic, and mm-hmm. then he moved to Discord, but it was obvious because his name in the Discord was hey, it's Mythic. I didn't know you were actually tracking Twitter ones. Yeah, and just put them in there as with their at sign. There you go. They don't get another reward, though. The only reward is podcast question. No, that's the only reward. If you change your, your username on Discord and our Discord, then you're going under another name. You're in there. It's two names, and I could combine you if you show me that you are two different people. But you'd have to tell me because I have no idea. Yeah. So if you're in here as two different people, you could have four questions as one person and seven as the other person. So, yeah. Here's your answer. Good question. There you go. Um, Next question. Your turn. Next question is from Record Needle. He says, can we have an unrenowned subreddit? Actually, I think I created that. I think it exists. Really? Hang on. Ryan's going to find out. Reddit.com slash r slash unrenowned. Unrenowned podcast community. Oh, it exists. There is one member, myself. Uh, If you guys want to join, I'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, Or if you just want to type it in, reddit.com slash r slash unrenowned. It's already there. You can join. And it's empty. And it's not 
stylized or anything. It's just I'm sitting on it. There's absolutely nothing there. Squatting. So it. if you want to be the first post, yeah, let's see who gets the first post. I'll let you have it. I was gonna say too late because I've already posted by the no. time we're listening to this. But I'll let you have first it. Post. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you have it. I'll give it to you. Make it something funny too. Don't just put like first. It's gonna be lame. Put something like at least like a meme put or like a, a pp event that happened yeah something don't um, put your pp that won't be good no it's not an nsfw subreddit so yeah uh lsd gaming asked what non-fps games do you all enjoy playing um halo <laughs> rocket okay. league you're gonna have to redefine non-fps for me uh rocket league for sure is one age of empire starcraft you're just going back to games where you played like 10 years ago Rocket League. I mean, I yeah, said. Rocket League. But <laughs> um, I like games like Skyrim, Minecraft. Yeah. Let's see. Love not, Minecraft. So, I mean, I'd like to explore like little indie games a lot. So there's this one that I recently found called, called Unrailed. Uh, Unrailed. You haven't even played it. No, I haven't. But it yeah, it's fun. really fun. So like if you've ever played Overcooked, it's kind of similar to that. So like um, it's just kind of this top down thing. It's like kind of cutesy, pixelated graphics. and uh, so there's a train and it's on a track and the track in front of it is ending. And so you have to gather resources to continually build the track and reach like, there's like little checkpoints, like little train stations that you have to reach and you just make sure that the train never runs out of track. And so it's, it's just like, it's super simple, but it's one of those like really simple mechanics based games that just like gets harder and harder as they like increase speed of the train. And then like it, it's a randomized map so sometimes you get these maps where like you have to work your way around these big rocks or whatever and it's just like it's really fun it's a co-op game um but yeah so i like to explore indie games like that um satisfactory is another game i really like that you talk it's a factory game is really fun is if you've heard of factorio it's like that but it's in 3d um i've been trying to get the squad to start another satisfactory I'm Matt really here. surprised that Taylor is not more on board with it. I'm not because he's always like that. Um, let's see. What other? I, I I really like uh, like action games, action adventure type of games. Like uh, the Prince of Persia series was one of my favorites. Oh, I like Assassin's yeah. Creed. Um, I like the oh. Tomb Raider games. I was just thinking. Oh, Persia. Oh, I was just reading a. I'm in a. Sorry, this is kind of off topic. You said Prince of Persia, and something popped into my mind because when uh-huh. I was reading, I'm in a, like a criminal justice and terrorism class, and in the textbook that we're reading, there's a part of it that talks about Persia and like the assassinations and like the the um, assassins in Persia, and I was like, yeah, it's like Prince of Persia. Yeah, it, except he's not really an assassin. No, but I <laughs> thought about him. I thought about that game. Yeah. Talked about those games like that original prince of persia trilogy is really good and then even the recent ones they weren't like as good but they're still they're still fun yeah Um, have you already said assassin's creed yeah Mm -hmm. okay those are fun yeah i I mean i like all kinds of games so i don't like all kinds of games not all kinds but i like a lot of kinds of games i like some kind of games yeah so i can agree with some kinds of games um run out josh asks what was your favorite subject in school and what is your go-to place to eat like fast food or sit down favorite subject in school probably <sighs> favorite or what am i best at <laughs> favorite i mean if we're talking about like high school school like you know like k-12 to type of school then <laughs> i don't know I, I just don't like school altogether I actually love, I thought, I thought I didn't like school until college. Now I love school. I think science is actually probably one of my favorite subjects, to be honest. It's so fun. 
It's just like you understand it. Once you get it, you get it. And that's yeah. just, that's it. And it's like really interesting and it applies to like life and stuff. Yeah. You just see it all around you all the time. And it's like, oh, that's kind of fun. It's So it's not my favorite subject in school, but like history, I think like history is history super interesting. can be very interesting. If it's presented well. And so like yeah. I listen to history podcasts and stuff um, and like they're super, super interesting. And I like, I like learning about history, but like I feel like in school it's never done very well. Yeah. Uh, like I never really had a favorite subject. I feel like I mean, once I got into college, like I like computer science. Like <laughs> I like studying the the thing that I'm actually interested in. So there's that. Uh, favorite fast food place or place to go to eat? Chick Fil A. In out burger. In and out's also very good. I'm not talking to you. Uh, In and out burger is good. I go to Chick Fil A literally like every other day. <laughs> I am like I I'm a Chick Fil A red member. I could, I go all the time. Good for you. When I say every other day, I actually mean like most days of the week. There's like sometimes I'll miss a Thursday or like a Tuesday, but I'm there most days of the week. In and out, baby. West Coast. Good stuff. Steel Switch asked, does Clash need a rework? And then links to an article at IGN, Rainbow Six Siege character Clash deactivated for the third time in a year. Yes, this is referencing when she was uh, deactivated again, mm-hmm. which is all the time. Mm-hmm. Does she need a rework? So first of all, like there are two separate topics, right? Like the deactivation is because of bugs. Uh-huh. Um, and so I don't think that has anything to do with her needing a rework apart from maybe like a technical rework. Um, but like, that's unfortunate. I wish they could like get that thing fixed. Does she need a rework though? A regular rework. I don't think like if you're seeing a rework like Tachanka or uh lion and the way that Jackal and the way that they were broken, like power wise, like no. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think once, and it's hard to say now because the statistics for her are so like, they're just, you can't rely on them because half the time she's banned in the game. Right. And so I think we'll really have to see like. Well, aren't those bans based on higher level players? Which I don't no. think. Oh, you mean. Yeah, you but mean because she's, she's deactivated. Yeah. yeah is what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. And we couldn't tell how that was affecting it because it didn't look like. Right. It's hard to understand. Right. Um, So I don't think she needs a rework. I think. Unless they decide, like, this bug's going to keep happening unless we just change her. And so they're just like, oh, the easiest route is to change her. And they call the art team to change her. <laughs> like, unless that team. happens. I don't know. I I think, I really do think the problem is just that her base, like, Montaigne, his, his gadget is to lift up his shield and pull it up. And so that's one thing. Whereas, like, for her, it's like her, how she is normally is her shield. It's just part of her design is that she has a shield in front of her. Right. And so that causes the problems, I think. I'm not sure, but I think that's probably a good guess. Um, I just like I don't. I guess I, I you could say this by any operator, but I don't know how you would rework her without completely redesigning her, which I guess they're doing with Tachanka. So maybe that's not out of the question. But I also like. So here's the thing: is like you're asking if she needs a rework, and like I don't know if you're asking because you think she's OP or because you think she's underpowered. Because like I think that some people would think one and some would think the other, you know, some people would think like she's super annoying and she needs to be changed to be less annoying. And other people would think like she needs to be buffed because she's never picked and she doesn't win. Yeah. I think, well, I think he's only specifically asking because of the fact that she's deactivated. Mm. I mean, according when he linked that, I assume that's what he's referring to. Yeah. Because he linked that. So I don't, I don't think she needs a rework though. And the fact of power and, and the fact of her being deactivated, I think they just need the art team to come in and help them fix up. (laughs) Art team. Yeah, I wouldn't make any major changes on her right now. Okay, next question. It's me. It's you. Conzor. I'm waiting. 
Conzor says, what about the idea of either giving Blitz a gun port for his riot shield, since his shield is so broken, or just giving a new operator a gun port for the riot shield? Also, I'm the Conzor from your late night stream, where you were playing and getting familiar with Oregon rework, and then played some Halo. <laughs> yes, I remember. Um, yes, we definitely remember you on the stream. I don't think Blitz needs a gun port for his riot shield, because they they when the game first started out, they actually had the shield operators could ADS with their shield in front of them, then like the alpha. And they realize that it's way too powerful. And yeah. in the closed beta, they also realized their hip fire was way too powerful, even when they couldn't ADS with the shield in front of them. Uh-huh. So giving them a gun port, I think, is a very bad idea. Like, um, like I guess I'm trying to understand what what he thinks a gun port would do. Like, is he saying extend the shield to cover his shoulders more, and then do a gun port instead, and then it functions the same way? I would think he means like a place like inside the shield to put the gun, where like you can you're like. ADSing with like the shield in front of you, mm. like kind of like a Blackbeard kind of thing. I'd like I'm I'm not sure if he means you could ADS with it. Either way, I don't think he needs anything. No, like I I do wish that it was more consistent though, because it does feel like I could shot through my shield a yeah, lot. Yeah, I I haven't played him. I've heard that that's different now, and I haven't played a shield for a while. Mm-hmm. But I do think his shoulders stick out way too much behind that shield. Yeah, that's true. So that's that's that. Still switch a few would you rather questions. Eliminate one operator, mute or thermite. Mute. Yeah, you can't get rid of thermite. You need that the hard breach variety. Uh two, would you rather have a broken rib or a broken heart? Broken heart. Yeah. Uh rib, broken rib seems like it would hurt a lot. I'll take the broken heart. Take emotional damage. Just play siege and drink some mamba energy. That's right. Ooh, nice plug. Thanks. Three <laughs> three revert. Revert one map back to original Canal or theme park. Canal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're in lockstep here. Theme park was so annoying before. It's a lot better now, and I actually like it now. Canal I liked before, and I would like it now, so either way, it's fine. Yeah. Also, oh, it, it, well, it wouldn't be ranked in theory, right, if if we unreworked it. so Right, it wouldn't be ranked. So it'd be fine. Four, would you rather change a flat tire or call roadside assistance? It depends if you have the roadside assistance. If you have it, you may as well call them. I wouldn't even because they take so long to get there. It takes AAA like 20 minutes to get to you. Yeah. By the time they get there, I could have had it changed. And been but gone. if I could just not touch the tire and not have to deal with like, okay, well, now my hands are dirty and like I, I'm going to get like my clothes dirty from it. Yeah. But then like, also, if I don't have it, and I'm going to have to pay for it. Then I'll just change it myself. Well, yeah. But like the guy shows up and you're like, yeah, I sat here and waited 20 minutes because I'm not mad enough to change the tire by myself. It's like, I don't want to stand there and watch somebody change my tire. I can change a tire. It's fine. Yeah, I think this is the one we disagree on. Yeah, that's... I would no, rather you. someone else... Like, if I don't have to do it... I'd rather av- avoid the social contact than... Mm. Uh, <laughs> I like the contact. Oh, yeah. Lots of contact. Halo. Contact. Lots of contact. Is, Bur- is that at the flood? No, oh, I, I don't think so. I think it's... Yeah. Uh, I think, no, I think it's the it photographer. No. Are you sure it's not where they're like, it's like while you're, you first would go to the room to like find the, it's a, oh, to open the door, to open the locked door, you go into that room and there's like another team coming to you with heavy weaponry or whatever. And they're like, contact, oh. lots of contact. But maybe it's just the pilot, the maybe. pilot doesn't sound like that. I, I, it might be the flood. I, I'm pretty actually, sure it's when they discover the flood and it's over the radio to Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, that could be. I think. I wow, think we have right, to replay actually. the campaign. Good thing it just came out on PC. Yeah. Justin Friendly. He says, 
I've been thinking a lot about one-shot headshots. In some cases, it's a demonstration of skill allowing the player to have a big impact or clutch. In other cases, it's luck. A random spray through a wall, hit by randomness, recoil, lining up to the head by chance. It would be on the arcadey side instead of the simulation side, but what if one-shot headshots would only happen in a more limited set of circumstances? I like this. It couldn't be through anything like a soft wall or a barricade. You have to be aiming down sights, and it would have to be one of the first three or so bullets in a burst. A headshot in other circumstances would still have a damage multiplier, but wouldn't always kill you. Another idea I had while typing this is if you're at full health, a headshot could down you, like Callie's rifle body shots or a shield's melee. This could be except there could be exceptions like DMRs. I am 100% for headshots downing instead of killing all the time. Yeah. Um. Or if you're at 100 health, I think that's totally fair. I think. I I would just be down with that. Also, I am completely down with like if it's a penetration, it's just a down instead of a kill. Yeah. Um. Uh. What do you think about like headshots? Headshots down instead of kill. But if it's the first bullet that you uh-huh. shoot, then it's, then a, it's a kill. Kill. I. It it would be like weird and gamey, which yeah, is saying, but which, but I'm yeah I'm I'm fine with things being gamey, but I think that's also could be very confusing for people like oh, I hit his head and it's like well it wasn't the first three bullets and it's like yeah oh well that's a rule because we know siege wouldn't put that in the game they wouldn't tell you no <laughs> it would just be in the patch notes you'd have to have read that in the patch notes right um and I'm not sure how much I love that idea I like the idea more of just like if you're at full health it doesn't kill you but a DMR would but it would just down you or penetration headshots would just down you yeah yeah I mean I I don't think that like I think one shot headshots are part of Siege's identity, but I don't think they have to be. Like I don't mm-hmm. think that Siege suddenly loses a lot of its luster just because they change that. And if they down you, they're still very powerful. Oh yeah. Like if the one shot just downs you, that's that's huge. Yeah. Um so I don't know. Like I guess one thing is like it it's kind of nice against spawn peeking. Because mm-hmm. like when people are spawn peeking out a window, like a lot of times all you can really seize their head and just like getting that one shot on their head is like a really good punish for spawn peeking. Whereas yeah. if like, if they were just downed, then, you know, maybe people are a little less risk averse with spawn peeking. Right. And there's more of it happening. But not on the other way around, if they down you, they down you outside and maybe you're behind something. But like more than likely you're not right. Like yeah. if you're running up to the to the map and you're in the middle, they of down you. Yeah. You're, you're probably open. out in the open. So, Versus, like, if you down them, they're not behind a window. There's no chance you can hit them. So, yeah. um, so, like, I guess. I mean, but at that point, they're also probably not near their team. So you can maybe lure. Unless they have somebody come with them or if they pick a dock. Right. Um, so this is a thing that, again, I wish that they would do more experimentation with, like, rule changes like this. And I would love to see, like, a long-term experiment with this. The problem is I don't think you can keep enough players playing to get a long-term experiment, but... I think it's very likely, though, that this will happen more often now that they're actually talking about like changing the prep phase. Like mm-hmm. That's a huge part of the game, and to change that, I think anything is possible at this point. Sure. If they wanted to do that. Yeah, for sure. Big Deal 3 asked, are they not reading and discussing the operator ideas anymore? Thought some good discussions could be made from the ideas. So the operator ideas we don't do on like a regular basis. We kind of just do it... Um, when there's a good break in stuff to talk about for siege. So yeah, uh, we'll, and like also we kind of have to let it like build, like take some time. Cause there are like, not to be rude, but we get a lot of operator ideas in there that either like have been had before or like just aren't very good or interesting. And so like we kind of just let it fill up. And once the thing gets full, then we go and, and uh, tackle them and talk about who's good and who's not. And maybe we'll give out more prizes again next time we do it. 
Yeah. So if you have an opera idea that's in there, that's waiting. Keep waiting. Yeah. It's in the fridge. <laughs> it's it's in our fridge. Yeah. We have our own fridge. Just like Siege. We'll get to it. Uh, Thrice asks, which operator from year four do you guys think had the best overall design visually and which one had the worst? Ooh, okay. I like this best, question. Nook? Yeah. Nook was really cool. Nook still is really cool. Um, I want to say the worst is Amaru. Let's let's just rank all of them. Okay. Top to bottom. Okay. So let's start with... Should we start with best? Yeah. Best Nook. Okay. So Nook and then... I really like, I'm going to pull all of them up here so I can actually see them. I really like Kali and also Mozzie. So Gridlock, I think, is kind of meh. Mozzie, I think, is Mozzie pretty is, cool looking. is cool. Nook is obviously the best. Warden. Warden's He's not unique. awful, but. But, like, I'm not sure if I love it. Go and Amari were not that cool. I would, oh, well, my actually, sometimes I think he looks too, like, much like Aquaman. Yeah, like, also, like well, my has, like, a weird shininess about him. Yeah. Um, I think Kali's really cool. I don't really know why. I think I put Mozzie a second, though. Yeah, so let's go um, Nook, Mozzie. And then I would maybe go Kali. Yeah, I think Kali's next after that. I think I would go Mozzie after that. Gridlock, Warden, Amaru... Goyo and Wamai. I put Wamai next. Yeah, Wamai next. Okay, so we're at Nook, Mozzie, Kali, Wamai are the top four. Warden. Bottom four, you're going to put Warden at the top of those guys? Yeah. 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 I say Warden, Gridlock, Goyo, Amaro. Yeah. Yeah. Warden, I mean, he's he's like, he's kind of goofy, but also it's kind of cool that he's like a super service. He could have been a lot cooler, to be honest with you. Like, I think they could have made him a lot cooler. Yeah. Gridlock is just, like, really chunky and just, like, I don't know. I just don't believe it very much that she would be an, an operator. Yeah. Um, And then... Goya and uh, Amaro just aren't, like, there's nothing that cool about them. Like, no. nothing special. They're just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, they just threw a shirt and pants on two they, different people. They, they kind of just look like guerrilla warfare type of people. Yeah. Um I, I kinda like Amaro's like headband. It's kinda cool, but yeah. So there you go. That's your official ranking. That's the official ranking uh for Siege. Yeah, correct. Um Jay Mortar. No, sorry. Jay Mortar, you're next. Spartan Scythe said, Do you guys think Maverick needs a hard counter or different way to prevent him from making kill holes? Right now, the only way is to shoot him, but it's hard to contest him when he has an ACOG. Maverick main, by the way. I understand, like, your frustration when you make the kill hole and, like, people just shoot you right through it. Um, and that gets frustrating because they turn him. But I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he needs, like, a counter, though, because I think that is one way to get Maverick. Like, I don't think every operator needs a hard counter specifically for that operator. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, like, the thing is... Any counter you make for Maverick is like I feel like if, like if you're making a counter for Maverick's little peak holes, it's essentially a counter specifically for Maverick and not like that that has no other purpose except to counter Maverick, which is weird. Like nobody's gonna pick this operator because they can plug Maverick's skill holes. Because what else would that operator do? Right. And like unless we're talking about you know people have had this idea of like a foam thing, they spray could, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and like if it like can fill a whole thermite hole, that's a whole different story. 
Um, I like, I don't think that his ability is significant or game changing enough that it needs that we need to be thinking about something to counter it. Agreed. Um, and like, on like, yeah, shooting, shooting him through the hole is one counter, but another counter is to just not be in front of that hole. Right. Like once you know, he's, he's got a hole in this wall, it's just like, okay, well just don't look at that wall. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, there might be certain spots where that's not really doable, but I feel like in a lot of spots, he's like outside doing a hole in a garage and it's like, okay, well, just don't stand in front of the garage yeah, door. Yeah, just don't go over there. And he can't really do anything from it unless, like, the right, only thing he, he can get from it is you putting yourself out there to get shot. Which happens a lot. Right. And there are times where, like, he can, um, for example, on Chalet in the basement, if you're playing as Maverick and you can get to, like, the, like, if you can get in big garage and, like, make a little hole in that wall over there on that side, then you can hold like the rotation that goes back and forth between the two sites. Yeah. Like that's, that can be really, really powerful. But like if they let you all the way to that point, that's kind of their fault. Yeah. Like your counter to him is don't let him get to a wall that could really hurt you. Right. Cause the only ones that are big are like the garage door ones, but like they're going to breach your garage door anyway. Right. Like it happens all the time. So right. just stay away. And I think honestly, he's most useful as like a, a bandit trick encounter than he is as like yeah. getting kills through kill holes, at least on on a higher level play. Um, also, you know what I just remembered? House rework. We're getting a house rework. No, I'm very I'm excited. So excited. I completely forgot until just now, and I'm really excited about it. Jay Mortar says, "If you were the hostage, what five operators would you want to be sent in <laughs> to extract you?" <laughs> I would not want Fuse. Yeah, well, obviously, come on. I think I would want Sledge, Thatcher, Thermite, Ash, and Twitch. You're going all originals? Just original operators. They've been doing this the longest. <laughs> Slash Thatcher, Thermite, Ash, and Twitch. They've got the frags. They've got Twitch with their shot drone, making people mad. They've got, um, I mean, Thermite can open the walls. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going I'm to build my team one at a time. So I want IQ because I want her to check the windows and stuff and the exfil routes before they take before me through you... a Capkin trap. Yeah. Okay. So I would like that. Um, I'd like Monty because he's going to make sure I don't get shot in the back while IQ's taking me out or whatever. Okay. Um, let's see. Can IQ? I don't think she can, but she should be able to. She should be able to have her uh, gadget out while she's holding the hostage. So, like, you yeah, know, know everybody saying, has a pistol when they're carrying yeah, the hostage. She can do it, but yeah, I, she should be able point. to. Um, somebody with smoke. Maybe Capital so that I can have a nice, okay, you know, you don't want to get burned though. Comfortable extraction, and then uh, no, I don't want to get burned. And then I'll take, uh, I'll take, uh, let's see, I'll take uh, Yana and uh, Ash for the booty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> there you go, <laughs> and we're set. Ready to go. Um. Yeah, that's a good team. I like mine better. More experience. Yeah, but I'm going to get out without dying. My guys have experience. <laughs> clap bomb 34? Didn't I talk about the hostages? Yeah, I think you did. So I'm going to say clap bomb 34. Sorry, I've been inactive, guys. I graduated college this past December and had to move for work. Congratulations. Congratulations. That is a huge milestone. I salute you. Glad to I be back too. again. Can you guys see a trading system much like Rocket League is being implemented at some point in time? So where you, so in Rocket League, you can trade... Um, cosmetics and stuff that you mm-hmm. unlock same with that counter-strike if you're familiar with that yeah 
Yes. I would be fine with it because I would be totally down to trade all my stuff to someone yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I have so much stuff. Let's give it to you. Trade for no reason. <laughs> like, yeah. And I might find one thing that I want and be like, here, take these five awesome things for that one cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would be down with that. I would, I, I, would I see it happening? Maybe. I think now, and honestly, anything's possible. I really do with their things that they're reworking. So, um, our next question comes from the basic shadow. He says, playing Oryx when you're not in a five stack can be super annoying when you tell your team not to reinforce certain hatches and they still do. I can't think of any fix to this problem. What do you guys think could be done to fix this? So if you're speaking about hatches, I think the best thing you could do is just to destroy the hatch. If you don't want it reinforced because then they can't reinforce it. Yeah. So just the first thing you do is destroy the hatches you want open. Yeah, and then whether or not it makes him mad, I mean, there's That's nothing really they good can do. <laughs> like, you, like for example, in murder holes or impact walls. Like, if you want a rotation, someone can always just reinforce it afterwards, and it right. really is upsetting. It's like, well, obviously the impact was there for a reason, right? But if you open a hatch, they can't do well, anything. It's open. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a really good point. I even mean, think about that. Um, also, just like I think we have the same exact problem already with a lot of operators, like Mira, for example. Uh, yeah. You know, so like it's not unique to Oryx, and actually, now that you say it. it it's actually not as bad for Oryx as it is for the others. So um, there's your fix. Break the hatches before they get to them. Just do it first because they're not ever going to be able to beat you to it. And even if they are start reinforcing it, you can still shoot it before they finish reinforcement. They'll just fall through. Yeah. Here's the other real fix. Uh, play in a five stack. So it's not a problem. And you can find that five stack in the Discord. In the Discord. I used to say, I used to hate when people would say that on the subreddit. They'd say, oh, I'll just join a five stack, get a squad. So okay, well, Everybody has a squad. Well, now you have no excuse because you have the Unreal on Discord. There's a look for game, look for group. I mean, it's there. So you I have mean, no excuse. I, I do get that because like... It is annoying. I prefer to not play with strangers. I prefer to play by myself than to play with strangers. Yeah, I agree. Um, for the most part. But like th- there are some problems where the real solution is, well, if that's your problem. If your problem is your team, then you have to fix the problem, which is your team. Yeah. Right? So... There you go. CJ Arrow has a question. How do you think the new operators will impact Pro League once introduced? Honestly, I I think there's times where Pro League just really surprises you on how they use an operator and how they're successful. Yeah. Just with how much time they spend with each map and like saying, okay, well, can we use this operator on the map? And they do so many s- scrims and all this stuff. You just have to wait until Pro League comes to really see like, oh, yeah, they that's a good operator for right, them. Right. And I think they will use Yana in an amazing way. Oryx maybe, possibly, but I think with Pro League, the way that they 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 understand the game and they use sound so much and everything, it's going to be rare where you're going to see an Oryx jumping up through a hatch yeah. to get behind someone. What if Yana could fake plant? That'd be nuts. Yeah. Would, would that be good or would that be broken? <laughs> I I don't think it would be broken. I think it would like, just be something in the game that you just super, have to like. Super interesting. And you have two could... people planting. <laughs> Who do I yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Have two Yana. Well, you can do two Yanas. But no, you could have like a Yana planting with the a not real diffuser and you could have like a fuse that actually has a diffuser and he's planting. So you go in the room, they're both planting. Right. Well, obviously you shoot at the fuse, not the Yana. Why? You never know. You just, yeah. you look at them both and go, what do I do? <laughs> but like, it would be interesting to like, somebody's planting and like, you have to have a thermal something to check if it's like worth investigating, right? Or else you have to kind of take the risk to peek your head just out and shoot yeah. at it or whatever. Like, that'd be kind of interesting. But it would be a really good way to like waste a C4 or something like fake plant and make someone throw a C4 at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Our next question comes from R6 Homie. He says, 
Hi guys, loving your work. I love it too. Thank you. I know I've come to the best place to find some new people to play with. I was wondering if you had thoughts about videoing your podcasts. I know a lot of people like to like to also watch podcasts, discussion videos. What do you think? We actually talked about this um, a long, long time ago. And really, we're just not set up to do a video podcast. Yeah, like the thing is, if you're going to do that, you basically have to have like a dedicated station for it, which like we could do in front of our computers, but uh, we do our podcast in person sitting at a table together. So it's like, it's kind of hard logistically to set that up. when We don't have like a studio to do it in. Right. Um, or, and like, it's not online. It's like, we're talking over Skype. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like, I also like, I don't really love video podcasts very much because like I'm an audio podcast listener for the most part. And like the second you add video, then like it starts catering more to the video. And then as the audio listener, like they're talking about things that they're looking at and that like the people are looking at with them. And it's like, well, I can't see that. And like yeah. podcasts are an audio format. You should be like catering toward the people listening to the audio. Right. So I actually, in a lot of ways, prefer having it be an audio podcast. That's not to say that it's totally out of the question. Like it may happen someday, but no plans. Yeah. At the moment. We um, used to, um, long time ago, we used to make like the podcasts were also available on YouTube with like little things on the screen yeah. that pop up. Yeah, Chris made YouTube videos for every episode, but and, then and then stopped doing it. He stopped. So that used to be a thing, and it's not anymore. And I don't know if it ever will be. Probably not. Okay, so that's all the questions. That's all the questions from the the podcast questions channel in the Rainbow Six Unrenowned Discord, where you get your best stuff, where you play with your friends, and you drink your Mamba, and you follow Just Hello and Rye Guy. MambaEnergy.com slash R Six Pod. Yeah. Um. I, you know, it's a good day. It's a good year. Twenty twenty has been it's, nuts. Australia caught fire. We had Kobe passed away. Coronavirus is out there. We don't know what's next. So, well, there's nothing next. Coronavirus is coronavirus it. is it. We're done. Twenty twenty is nuts. So yeah. we'll we'll see what happens. It was a fun run, guys. We made it. It was several million years. Yeah. We made it, and now we're done. So we're in twenty twenty. Here we go. I mean, twenty twenty one. Will it happen? Yeah, but will we be here? No. So then will it actually happen? Unknown. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the moral of the story. In reality, um, though, stay safe. Don't freak out. Don't panic. Just wash your hands. Wash your hands. Avoid contact. Like, stay in your home when if you don't have to go out. Wash your freaking hands. Yeah, honestly, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. You're going to be fine. And you will not catch it. I they Actually, I was reading a uh, CDC actually on their website. They don't think it's mostly spread through people that are sick touching a surface someone else touching the surface then touching their face uh-huh. they think it's just mostly through like air contact, person to person like, yeah coughing okay. and then because it can last in the air for three hours they suspect mm. which is actually a long time yeah so that's it but still just wash your hands and also touch your face. i'm pretty sure none of our listeners are over 70 so that also means none of our listeners are at high risk for dying well i guess if you have right. an underlying health condition that could be a thing then it's possible so if that's you be extra careful yeah but like please don't panic don't freak out the only reason there's I'm speaking from a U.S. perspective right now, but like the only reason there's shortages of anything is because people are freaking out and causing shortages. There's not shortages because of the virus. Right. Don't freak out. I've heard a lot of too, like, oh, well, what if they lock everything down? The stores don't get locked down. I don't know if you knew that, but the grocery right. stores actually stay open. Also, like Amazon's <laughs> going to keep delivering. Yes, that will also happen. So, And the, pro- the problem is now is also from U.S. perspective is people are going out and buying everything. And so now it's like, okay, well, I actually need food now. So now I have to go about and buy a bunch of stuff. But right. Now there's nothing for me to eat and I'm just being a normal person. Right. And so it's like you're suffering for not freaking out. And it's like, oh, yeah. What do you do? That's advice from two guys who are neither 
virologists medical experts or yeah. nor like uh with, with no expertise of any no. of any uh, uh, relevancy related to coronavirus but i still uh, think it's good research. advice yeah so there um in other news halo one is released on pc make sure you use a controller make sure you use a controller first of all and second of all if you want to play halo one some custom games like warthog wars Ooh. and rocket ball and just ctf on blood gulch a nice oh we will play custom games of halo one so let us know if you have mcc yeah. on pc we have some good is it custom games i don't think so i'm not sure if it is or not i don't think it is either but we have some really fun halo one custom games so you should get halo and then you should tell us if you have halo so we can invite you when we do we're going to do a community community play there on halo yeah it, yeah it's not cross play by the way it's not cross play so get it on pc and join us for some halo fun because halo one is here and we are ready to have some real yeah. serious fun let me tell you halo one has some like halo custom games are famous like mm-hmm. going back to halo 2 halo 3 halo yeah. reach uh halo one though because it wasn't online like you don't realize halo one had some awesome custom games, and there wasn't anything like really specific like I, like in halo 3 i know there was stuff like duck hunt and like all these like you know like really weird games with like weird yeah. rules and stuff yeah. and halo one can't get quite that creative but just like within actually just like playing slayer and halo you can actually make some really really fun game types so yeah. it's good fun it is good fun let us know if you have it so we can play with you random side note on r slash unrenowned there is one member and six online so that make what the sense. heck <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all no it doesn't um i was gonna say something else about that oh we were talking about like rocket ball you could play that in other Halos, but it's not the same because the ball no, is completely yes. different. Halo 1 physics are wholly unique to all subsequent Halo game physics. Completely. Like, the, the ball in this game launches across the freaking right. map. And, like, and it makes for um, not as fair competitive play, but yeah. it makes for really fun custom game play. Yes. So, I think we talked about it before, but we must dive in. Rocket Ball. I mean, I love this game. The best map to play it on is Hang 'em High because uh, yeah, sure. it's like so wide open and, and like fun. Tombs and so everybody has rocket launchers. Mm-hmm. And if, if you played Oddball on Halo before, it's basically keep away where there's a skull and whoever's yeah. holding the skull is earning time, and whoever gets to a certain time first wins. So in Rocket Ball, everybody has rocket launchers, and there's the skull. And so everybody shoots rockets at the skull guy, which already is fun. But then, like <laughs> when he dies, those rockets start hitting, and the skull just flies like. Like it has no weight, like <laughs> like it's the weight of a skull and just got hit by a rocket, yep. right? Like it's just it flies and it just like bounces all like across the walls and on the tombstones on that map and everything and just like goes crazy. And then like you you start getting good at it and you start like launching the skull to yourself with a rocket and that like is super fun when you like catch it and like, and then like at the top of Hang'em High there's like open like it's like an open ceiling not like the whole mm-hmm. thing but i think there's like one like, like a big like a skylight like type thing that, like makes a line yeah and so like sometimes it like flies out of there and you just see it like sailing off until it resets and like, <laughs> it's just it's so fun it's really exciting it's, um it, you just have no idea how fun it is until you actually until play it. Playing it and then when you so have the ball fun. you move a little bit faster than everybody else yes. and so you're like so you're like, that's the only thing i like about halo reach is that you can move a lot faster yeah you can do like 400 percent. yeah i think that's more fun than just like the 200 percent in halo yeah that i think it does but, i think it's even less but man that might be right but but yeah still like you're moving way slower but halo reach's problem is the ball just like barely moves if you hit it like it moves but nothing like the launching right. halo one so anyway, it's a good time it's a really good time yeah but that's halo that's that's siege that's coronavirus everything packed into one episode for you of one podcast 
the official Underdown podcast. Uh, just goodbye.